about um, because we've done so many, so many um, different topics. Um, we've done topics of the Holy Spirit. We had that going on for a very long time. We've had the topic of prayer. We've had the topic of, I think we've done everything, haven't we? <laughs> for the last nine years, I think that we've had, oh, we did the power of the tongue just recently. That's the second time we, we, we revisit that. So I think that we actually ran the Bible back and forth, forth and back. So um, pastor was like, you know, what do you think we should bring next? And I was like, uh, let's get into prayer. And um, I kept feeling the Holy Spirit saying identity. Identity. Because we can try to teach um, based on the Holy Spirit. We can try to teach on the power of the tongue, um, how to be set free from demonic oppressions. I think we've tried it all. But the fact is that if you don't know who you are, how can you possibly believe in the God that we are trying to teach you about? That's right. Yes. And so today it might not be such a spiritual lesson, but more of a natural ram thing. Um, I believe that we are suffering a lot from um, multiple personalities. And so that's why you can see how people, no matter how much you try to um, bring them fresh word and fresh manna from, from the Lord, Everybody seems to still stay, well, 97%, I dare say, continue to be in the same state. And it's, 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 it's a spiritual issue, and it's a personal issue. Right. I remember when Minister Eddie was bringing his class, he said, I've come to the conclusion that it's a spiritual thing. And it's very true. And I've come to the conclusion that it's a personal thing as well, because Unless you realize who you are, then how can you believe in what you're being taught? Wow. Amen. I hope that makes sense. I can't say it again. When things come from the Holy Spirit, just y'all got to catch it or catch it on replay. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who's watching us through social media. We thank you. We welcome you into the house today. We hope that uh, we'll be able to meet you. Um, we're here at 1060 Worcester Street in the Orchard. Um, we're waiting for you, imperfect people ready to give you a perfect love. Amen? Amen. So let's start. The title of tonight, drum roll. Ah, no, yo no puedo. I cannot with you guys. Drum roll, please. Okay, I forgive you guys. Identity versus personality. And I might not get... When I seen that image, I was studying the other day, and I seen that image, I showed it to pastor, and I was like, I need that up. I need that up. Because that's what, this is what we look like in the spiritual realm. Every time we try to present ourselves to the Lord, this is exactly what majority of believers look like. Amen? Amen. So here we go. Are you guys ready for your five-minute lesson? <laughs> okay, here we go. Unfortunately, today's body of Christ is losing their identity, trying to follow a generation and culture that has no identity. I'm going to say that again. Unfortunately, today's body of Christ, not Christ, those that pretend to represent him, are losing their identities, trying to follow a generation and culture that has no identity. In fact, 
The church of today has handed over their God-given authority to wrap itself in a multiple personality disorder. I'm telling you, I'm speaking to myself as well. Definition, a personality disorder that is categorized by the presence of two or more distinctive and complex um, entities or personality states, each of which become dominant and controls behaviors from time to time to the exclusion of the other. And the result from disruption is the integrated function of consciousness, memory, and identity. The complex of all attributes, behavior, temperamental, emotional, and mental, that categorizes an individual. And I want you guys to understand this. Your personality is not you. Despite popular beliefs, your personality is not you. Your personality is how you act. You can and will change your personality during your life. You see that so much. One day a person is one form, the next day they're one form, whatever the culture is, you even see it down to the dressing. Whatever's in style, everybody looks the same. It's in style, it's a personality. You see now that beauty has to look one way. Instead of it being all of us looking beautiful in our unique God-given bodies, if you don't have a skinny waist and big thighs and huge lips and long hair, that's not considered beauty. Because there's no identity. Everybody's trying to follow a personality. Here's an example. Think of an actor playing a role in a play. Successful actors must adapt a persona of the character they are portraying on stage. It is an assumed personality, a persona, if you will. They are acting like the character they are portraying. The actor's character is not their identity. Make sense? That's why there's a lot of actors nowadays in the pulpits. I'm gonna keep going. You better stop now. I'm almost done, you guys, for real. (laughs) There there was an interview of a very famous actor in the 1990s. I want you guys to really hear this. It it really impacted me. Such a short statement, but it it impacted me when I was studying. There was an interview of a very famous actor in the 1990s. He was performing at the Kennedy Center in Washington, Washington, D.C and the character he was playing was himself. He stated that the role was the most difficult he had ever played and was causing him to drink excessively because he did not know who he was. Wow, wow. unbelievable. I mean, I stay completely shocked. That's right. You would think that if we're going to portray ourselves, it will be so easy, but here he is saying that the fact that he didn't know who he was was causing him to drink excessively. And that 
opened up my mind to say there are people that are addicts or there are people that are holding on to things that they were never created to hold on to and the simple fact is because they have no idea who they are and that's why there's people that no matter how much we try to medicalize it there's people that are suffering from depression and anxiety yes we are carnal depression and anxiety comes knocking at the door but it's us who decide to open it or not. There's times that we go through in life, like myself, and depression will try to knock, but I refuse to open up the door to it. But the fact is that there's many of us that already have our personality entangled with it, and we don't want to let it go, right. if that makes sense. That's, right. That's why the Holy Spirit last week when we were in prayer, um, I had asked Maria for the mind, because I could just hear the Holy Spirit speaking so in-depth to my spirit and say there are people that are holding on and wrapping themselves up in their infirmities they don't want to let it go so it doesn't matter how much we're trying to pray for them it doesn't matter how much we try to fast for them it doesn't matter if we call brimstone it does not matter if we put the whole bottle of oil if they're not believing it for themselves there's nothing that we can do they have entangled themselves with depression, it, it becomes a part, of the, it's a part of their personality. And that's why it's a personality disorder. I hope that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, do you know who you are? Or do you play a role in your life's grand production? As you con um, continually try and be the person you think you should be, or worse, the person you think others should be. Guilty. I am so guilty of that. I have to say, in my walk with the Lord, um, I have always tried to be someone that people expect me to be, rather than who God has created me to be. And that's why I have found myself deserted. I found myself, um, yes, depressed anxious and I have always cried out to God and say why why can't I do it why can't I do this and why can't I do that and it's just because I have in my ear what people say well you should do this there was even a point that um when we started the ministry there were people that even were convincing me um I like to dress the way I like I, I really don't like to follow a style um if I like it on the in the store rack that I'm gonna get it <laughs> um, if I want to wear polka dots, I feel like wearing polka dots. If I want to wear a red shirt, I wear a red shirt. And um, so they started saying, oh, you know, Pastor Melly, I see you. And um, when I walked into the church, because at that time I had lost so much weight. I'm trying to get back there. I don't have, I just, I don't know what, what happened. I just, I'm trying to get it back. And um, I just like to eat. Give me the burger. Give me the ice cream. Give me the milkshake. My baby likes me, right? That's right. And so, um, and so I had on some, some ripped jeans and I had on a, a really long um, turtleneck sweater. I love turtlenecks and I love sweaters, let me tell you. Um, and so they're like, oh, when, when we first went into the church, we did not think that you were the pastor's wife because he was it, he was doing it. And that, you know, it's like they, they're feeding like, I'm like, dang, for real? They thought that somebody else, one, one of the leaders, they thought that she was his wife because she fit more of what they thought a pastor's wife should look like. 
And they're like, oh, I think you should start wearing jeans. I think you should start wearing a leather jacket. I think you should start wearing the heels. I think you should this. And for a quick second there, I began to lose everything who I was. I didn't, I didn't know. So every time I would get dressed, I'm like, does this look cool? I'm like, do I look like your wife? Do I look like a pastor? Do I? And that's, that's the society that we're living at today that we're always trying to meet somebody else's expectation versus who God created us to be. Amen? Amen, amen. Ahí estamos. Consider for a moment our culture. Consider for a moment the culture. The societal shift that has happened from social media and instant gratification, creating a shallow society often crafted by fakery. Wow. Can I say that again? Yes, you can. I, I think y'all need to hear this one more time. I think the people watching need to hear this Not one more time. Amen? <laughs> Consider for a moment our culture, the societal shift that has happened from social media and at and instant gratification, creating a shallow society often crafted by what? Fakery. I have no doubt that the generation of people living today are more educated and knowledgeable than ever before in our world's history and yet have absolutely no idea or clue of who they are or have a clue of what their calling is. This is why in today's society, we see in here how many people are suffering from depression, emotional swings, and self-defeating behaviors. If you have a, personal, a personality-driven life, you are faking it. You are doing everyone disservice. Most importantly, you are doing yourself harm. If you are living a personality-driven life, you may be clinging to ideas you have seen modeled from, and I want everyone to please hear this, modeled from a stage, a mentor, a parent, a pastor, a friend, or created on your own acting a way you think you should act means you are bound to fail. Gimmicks wear out quickly. Amen? That is why we see many people lacking the discernment between a spirit-filled church and a gimmick personality church. And so that's why you see it. You see it so much today. You see it so, so, so much that there are people that are so um, infatuated with all the glitz, all the glam, all the gimmick. And there are people. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to mention the ministry, but it, he's one. He, to me, I think he's one of the most famous pastors. And he was sharing in one of his conferences that they set up. They literally set up the, um, the atmosphere. I'm going to use atmosphere. They set up the room. 
And what they do is they um, they spread, they rehearse, of course, they rehearse the services. There's a difference between rehearsing um, the services, like literally, like from word to word, and we rehearse the worship. And y'all still see sometimes we make a little bit of mistake. Can you imagine if we just get up here and sing? But no, they're rehearsing everything. They're rehearsing the preaching. And so what they do is they have a group of people that they hire and they sit in the front seats. And those are the hype people. Those are the people that hype up the worship. Those are the people that hype up the service. And he said that they even, like this is inside scoop stuff, guys. Like, you know, I'm even saying this on social media, that's okay. <laughs> that um, they spray, they spray, um, is it his cologne? They spray, they spray a fragrance to get the whole thing so people can be like, wow, it smells so good. You can smell the anointing. And so all of that is just gimmicks. And so people nowadays are falling for that. So when they come to a spirit-filled church, it's gonna look totally opposite. And that's the least place that they wanna stay because it's not cool, it's not popular, it's not hip. You know? So we have to be careful not to fall into um, gimmick personalities um, and multiple personality uh, ministries, amen? Your identity is timeless and beautiful. Your identity is genuine. Your, your identity attracts long-term devoted relationship. However, let me say that a personality can be very attractive and even seductive. We have got to be careful. People can manipulate others into like them. Genuine people make you want to be a better version of you. They don't want you to be like them. They want you to be who God created you to be. Um, that's why when I sit down um, with the ladies, they're always saying, oh, pastor, thank you for, for being so transparent. Thank you for being you. I would like to be like you. And I always say, no, I don't want you to be like me. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm a mess. I still got things I'm working on. I'm still in the throne of the Father saying, change me, change my heart. Believe me, you don't want to be like sister girl. I want you to be, and I always say to him, I want you to be who God created you to be. I say to all the leaders, I want you to be who God created you to be. Amen? Because I love y'all, and I want you guys to succeed in who God called you to be. Um, there's so many people that focus so much on trying to get little lookalikes that you see people walking around that are clones and to the point that they even are um, are imitating their bad behavior and it's so dangerous because you see so many clones on the altars today that you're just like are you for real but because they are all behaving the same talking the same doing the same They've created a normality out of dysfunction. And I don't want to create normality out of dysfunction. Amen, church? Where did I leave off? I'll keep flowing. Here we go. Identity. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, sorry, ministers, I don't have a binder. to do tablets. <laughs> I 
I flow like my spiritual father. We're, we're under the anointing of tablets. <laughs> and so pastor hasn't even upgraded to a binder. He's still on a notebook. <laughs> That's okay. We forgive you. We forgive you. We forgive you. Come on, y'all keep talking to I find out where I'm at. <laughs> Identity, the fact of being who or what a person is or things. Did I say that already? Yes. <laughs> Did I say this already? Your identity is composed of what drives you? No. <laughs> pay attention, pastor. We need for you to pay attention. Your identity is composed of what drives you. Your principles, core values, and philosophy, the essence of your being. You then filter it all through your moral standards. I'm gonna read that again. Your identity is composed of what drives you. Your principles, core values, and philosophy, the essence of your being. You then filter all, you then filter it all through your moral standards. If you believe in God, you must further examine all of your decisions with what God says about you. I just got to say that one more time. I don't know why I feel that so strongly. Your identity, church, is composed of what drives you, your principles, core values, and philosophy, the essence of your being. You then filter it all through moral standards, not society standards, moral standards. Our moral standards come from who? From Jesus Christ. If you believe in God, you must further examine all of your decisions with what God says you are. And if we are doing that, then why is there so much struggle in the body of Christ to be set free when he says that we were called to be set free? What does God say about me? And here we go for those that need Bible scriptures. Psalms 139. Verse 14. That's one of Yolanda's favorite. I'm almost done. I'm making it, guys. I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm making it. Yes. Can I just? Yep. Psalms 139, verse 14. Let me just tell you guys that. Pastor had asked me on uh, Saturday, because Pastor is amazing at making sure that we are all prepared at all times. He'll just call you two days before the day and say, um, I need for you to teach on this topic. And you're like, oh my God, that's it. So on Sunday morning, because um, I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm, no, I'm okay. They got that. They got that. Minister Eddie got that. Dave got that. <laughs> I'm like, you can put some of the girls. And so then I started to just feel for my spirit, like, what are you doing with what I put in you? What are you doing? And I really felt the Holy Spirit confronting me. And I'm like, you got, all right, all right dad, all right. I'm just going to step out. Because when you are starting to learn your identity and who you are, it doesn't matter if people like the message or not. Right. It doesn't matter if people That's can say right. you can preach or you can't preach. Right. The important thing is that you're standing and doing what God called you to do. Yes. So that's how I feel. 
I've been set free from the spirit of try to impress. Amen, church? <laughs> so God is good. Um, so it says, uh, oh, yeah, so let me finish the story. So I'm getting ready for church on Sunday, and then I go to the bottom of my stairs, and I'm like, Because we have, I'm telling you, our house, we have music in our room. We have music in the, in the kitchen because we have our Alexa dot there. And then pastor upstairs, he has his own worship music. Oh my God. Sometimes I'm like, Alexa, shut down. Alexa, shut down. Because it's just too many sounds. And, and pastor's like, well, you get upset, but that's how heaven sounds. Um, are you going to be upset in heaven? And I, and I said, no, because it's all going to be in sync. Yes. Perfect. It's not going to be Alexa playing aquí. Um, bachata and then that's what she's playing in the kitchen on Sunday, Alexa, right? Because you can't, she plays what she likes to play because she got an attitude. She needs deliverance. <laughs> and then I'm, um, you know, playing lo demás, no me importa. And then pastor up there, amen. Oh, and I'm just like, oh my God. So I'm screaming, I'm literally screaming, bam. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'll do it. He's like, do what? I'll give the class on Wednesday. He's like, don't forget you said that because I ain't giving no class. Don't be getting amnesia. And I'm just like, bro, calm down. I'm saying that I'm going to do it. Congratulate me. Don't start like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Goodness. He is like, oh, my God. Sometimes I'm like, are you talking to me as a husband or the pastor? Because y'all sound the same. <laughs> Um, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Yeah. I know that I know that full I know that full well. And I wanted to Amen. break this down. Fearfully, listen to this church. Fearfully, when translated from the Hebrew means with great reverence, heartfelt, interest, and with respect. This is how the master, the king of kings, the Lord of Lord created you. He created you with reverence. He created you with respect. That's our God. He created us with respect, with reverence. And here we are having such a hard time giving him reverence. But yet when he created us, he did it with reverence. Wonderfully, when translated from the Hebrew, means unique and set apart. It means that you were created with great reverence, heartfelt, interest, and respect to be unique and set apart. So why are there so many lookalikes? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, you guys can write them down. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of, who, of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous work, into his marvelous light, excuse me. Let me give you another one. Genesis chapter 3, verse 26. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. 
For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For in Jesus Christ, you are all sons of God through faith. So I'm not understanding, I have yet to understand why are so many people still walking fatherless and still believe that God is punishing them? There's a difference between punishment and correction. The Bible says he corrects those whom he loves. Um, I really want to say a word, but I'm going to fight it. Yeah, I'm going to fight it. One day I'll say it, Lord. It's a little strong. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his image. You guys should all know this verse. In his image, God created him male and female. He created them. Identity, true identity is formed through self-awareness. By letting go of conditioned thoughts and beliefs. At the level, your choices are aligned with your true identity. You're, uh, you change long-held beliefs. Retaining thoughts that resonate with the deepest self while discarding others. What does this mean? It simply means to return back to the original bl blueprint that God created for his children. That's it. I think sometimes we complicate things more than they should be complicated. And I'm guilty of that. Um, I know the other night, and I'm going to give it up soon. Um, the other night I was feeling, uh, how do I say it? My eyes are, are being open to so many things. And I know that I received a prophetic word uh, where the prophet, the prophetess has said, um, God is going to start opening up your eyes. And I thought that it was going to be like, oh, yay, God is going to open up my eyes. I'm going to be able to see angels and see the pearly gates and, and see all of this glory, right? I got really excited. This was a while ago. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of seeing demons. They're ugly. I'm tired of seeing them um, trying, to be, trying to be intimidating. And, you know, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with seeing that. So I'm here thinking. And then. Uh, she said he's going to open up your ears and you're going to be able to hear other uh, countries, um, outcries and mournings. And so uh, for the past couple weeks, the Lord has been opening up my eyes, but it's not to what I thought. He's opening me up. He has opened up my eyes to, to the reality of what a mess everything is, of how destructive uh, everything looks like, of how we... Uh, his creation that he gave a task to is messing it up and so I'm like I was like really overwhelmed and I was like oh my god what are we doing like what is everybody doing at the end of the day the church does not belong to us ministry does not belong to us this is a privilege this is an honor we're supposed to be doing this with reverence and you see how people are fighting against each other, ministry against ministry. I mean, um, 
just so much going on, even in the circular world, how this movement is against this movement, and this group of people is against this group of people, and this race is against this race, and even um, someone's own race is against their own, and it's just like, oh my God, what are we doing? We have jacked this up. And I just laid in bed the other day, and I, I don't wanna get emotional, but I'm just like, Holy Spirit. Because we've talked about the Holy Spirit here, so we should know who he is. So why are we not seeing it in us? Why are we not seeing it in others? And I literally laid in my bed and I said, Holy Spirit, who are you? I want to get to know you because what I'm seeing is the opposite. And I said, I believe, and I really said, I believe in your Bible. I believe in your word. Lord, but at the end of the day, this is encounters that men and women had with you. Who are you? I wanted to get to know you for you. Not that I'm excluding the Bible. I totally believe in everything in the Bible and the core values. I believe in it. But I, based on what I'm seeing, I want to know the Holy Spirit for him, what he feels, how he thinks, um, how he sees things because I don't want to continue to hurt him. Being someone is something I was not created to be. I don't want to be a personality. It doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say, so God created man in his personality. In his personality, God created them male and female. It says in his image. We're supposed to be a picture of who he is. And I believe that backstabbing is not who he is. I believe that lying is not who he is. I believe that being down in the press is not who he is. Amen, church? So I'm in that journey of really getting to know the Holy Spirit. And I tell you that a lot of the things that I once thought, I don't think anymore. What I've heard through teachings, my heart's not aligned to it because um, it's not who I see in the Bible, amen church? So um, that's why we always say go to your Bible. If you really wanna know of everything that we're preaching, what the apostles preaching, what pastors preaching, what we're teaching, go to your word and confirm it because there's so many things that are being said and there's so many things that are being taught that it's outside of the will of God, that's outside of the word of God and they season it with deception using the word of God, amen? Does that make sense? Amen. So, um, last one is, I have a hard time saying this, you guys. Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. What is it? Hey, you guys are reading your Bibles. Uh, uh, chapter 28, verse 13. It says, the Lord will make you head, leader, and not tail, follower. And you will be above only. And you will not be beneath. If you listen and pay attention to the commands of your Lord, of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to observe them carefully. So church, I close with this. Stop being so personalities. <laughs> Stop being so personalities and start being identity. 
So I didn't really go into the identity. We have amazing teachers that are going to be going more into depth. I just wanted to bring the introduction. I pray that you all enjoyed it. Amen.